This podcast is brought to you by Online Retailer, Australia's leading retail tech conference, expo and networking organisation. Recorded at the Online Retailer Conference in 2017, here we chat with world-class digital leaders to bring you industry insights, practical examples and actionable ideas from our incredible community of retail renegades, marketing masters and creative entrepreneurs who all want to do retail business big. We want to extend the conversation after the event and to keep exploring where the future meets retail. So let's talk shop. Welcome to this episode of the Online Retailer Podcast. I'm Kylie Lewis and I have the great pleasure of speaking with Alastair Venn from Menulog today. Welcome Alastair. Hi Kylie, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So Alastair, you're the Managing Director at Menulog. Yes, I am. Could you please tell us a little bit about what Menulog does and how you came to be there? Yeah, it's a great privilege to be there. So uh, Menulog is Australia's uh, first and by far and away largest uh, online food delivery uh, organization. Uh, founded way back when, uh, actually 10 years ago, one of the one of the first food delivery companies in the world, really, um, and pioneered uh, the space. And uh, I was fortunate enough to join Menulog uh, just over a year ago, um, in the middle of, middle of last year, um, post an acquisition of, of Menulog uh, by a parent company Just Eat, uh, which is headquartered out of London. Um, so it was a great success story, one of uh, one of Australia's largest tech acquisitions, really. The uh, company was bought for $850 million, um, and I have the envious task of making sure that I uh, provide a good return on investment for uh, for the investors' uh, efforts in, in that regard. Uh, so my, my journey up until this point is um, I'm originally an engineer, um, so I'm a geek. Uh, I spent most of my time in uh, uh, electrical and process engineering um, in mining and manufacturing projects pretty much most places in the world. So I think I've worked in 22 countries or something like that um, and found myself uh, working for Rolls-Royce Aerospace because uh, it's every boy's dream to run a factory building jet engines. Um, and I got to the point where I uh, couldn't take the, the pace of uh, manufacturing anymore and transitioned into e-commerce about six years ago. Um, and I was fortunate enough to uh, to be responsible for running uh, Groupon here in Australia and New Zealand uh, for a bit over four years before joining Menulog. Fantastic. So just a little bit of a difference between building jet engines to yeah, delivering it was, it was my Chinese at home. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a surprising amount of similarity as well. How so? Oh, all about uh, process optimization, all about efficiency um, and, you know, breaking any enterprise into into small parts and optimizing it as, as best as possible. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy uh, this part of the life cycle of a business where where many founders kind of find it all a little bit too too hard and, and laborious um, to, to scale a business um, I really enjoy uh, joining a business that's you know in the in the tens of millions of dollars of revenue and having to you know almost replatform the entire business when it comes to people process technology um, in order to be able to take that hopefully you know into the world of uh, being a, a, a hundred million dollar a year business um, so it's a uh, it's always a tricky challenge um, but yes yeah, it's, it's spreadsheets and hard work can get you so far um, and there's actually a surprisingly large amount of, of effort that needs to go behind the scenes in order to uh, to scale a business further uh, but it's hugely rewarding because uh, I get a great degree in satisfaction in delivering um, 
you know, real world absolute value growth. So um, actual dollar growth or transaction growth as opposed to a percentage because it's, um, it's very easy to make a very high percentage when it's coming off a small base. Now, for our listeners who might not know what the menu log business model is, would you yeah. mind just um, telling us how it works? Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, Menulog uh, is a is a is a marketplace. It's an aggregator that sits between uh, restaurants and customers, um, and it's all about making the lives of our restaurant partners and our and our customers easier. Um, and fundamentally, it's about digitizing that experience that has been around for a long, long time of uh, of customers uh, having a lazy evening on the sofa and um, ordering food delivery. Uh, so, it can be uh, the food, you can pre-order the food and pick it up in order to save some time, or you can have the food uh, delivered to your house. So this has been going on for a long time, traditionally been done on the phone, which has all sorts of clunky challenges of misunderstandings and not having the phone numbers of, of the relevant restaurants that you would like. Um, and it's Menulog's job uh, to build this amazing um, base of, of restaurants. So we now have more than 100 different cuisine types. We have just short of 10,000 restaurants available all across Australia. Um, and from a customer value proposition, you can have it all in, in one app. You can browse from hundreds of restaurants in your suburb. Um, you can use all sorts of other time-saving and cost-saving features like you know a two-tap reorder function, which is kind of like the, the killer feature um, when, it, when it comes to ease of use. Um, you know, all online payment, uh, easily tracked, safe credit cards, safe preferences, and that type of thing. Um, so we we find amazing uptake uh, from the from the customer side of our ecosystem, and uh, we have just short of uh, two point, uh, just short of three million um, active customers now across Australia, which is quite amazing to think that more than fifteen percent of the Australian population has bought from Menulog in the past year. So clearly and hopefully we're doing something right and we want, to, we want to be able to expand that out further um, and we really believe in you know providing that breadth of choice whether it's type of cuisine whether it's location it's our ambition to be able to deliver to every person in the country um, and it's actually a metric that we track so as we stand today we deliver to 89 percent of all Australians in the country uh, which is quite amazing considering the uh, vast continent on which we live um, so yeah it, it's all about providing that that choice of cuisine um, and choice of selection to our customers um, and for our restaurant partners um, that's what gets us out of bed in the morning to know that last year we generated $600 million worth of sales for um, you know small, medium and large restaurants all around the country. So uh, we don't uh, distinguish in, in that regard either. We're, we're a broad-based marketplace um, and it's uh, whichever restaurant partner is, is interested in joining our platform, uh, we welcome them. And uh, it, it's all about helping businesses to to, to grow and scale profitably. Um, we're very passionate about that, of, of helping them. Um, you know, many of these are, are mom and pop businesses, um, small enterprises that, you know, the, the profit of that business is uh, what that family business might, might live on. Um, and so it's not, there's, there's no prizes for more transactions through the door if you're not making money. Um, so we, um, you know, we, we really are kind of a one-stop shop um, solution for, 
four restaurants. So we provide all of the marketing solutions, whether that's um, online or, or offline, whether it's in their, um, in their premises, in their store, um, or, or out and about in their surrounding suburbs. Um, but fundamentally, you know, um, restaurants can plug into this enormous customer base. It's the biggest asset that we have. Um, and, you know, without spending a cent, all of a sudden you have access to 2.9 million customers all, all around the country. Um, so we almost refer to it as kind of like a digital food court. Many, many restaurants would uh, pay a premium rent to be in a, you know, uh, uh, a food court of a, of a major Westfield or, or an airport or something like that in order to get access to that footfall. And here we're creating a digital footfall and, and a huge amount of exposure. The other good thing is we provide, you know, all the tech comes out of, out of the box as well. Um, so that's obviously the technology necessary to receive orders on menu log. Uh, but we also go to the extent of um, building separate white label websites for our restaurant partners um, who, who are interested in using something like that. Or if they have an existing website, we can... Um, build in some kind of like order now type functionality behind the scenes on, on their platform. And um, yeah, the, the good thing is there's kind of no up no upfront cost in, in any of those components. Um, like many marketplaces, it's kind of a commission-based model. So they only need to pay a menu log when, uh, when they get some orders through the door. Mm, fantastic. So do you actually handle the delivery as well? Or does the, the, reta- the yeah. um, restaurateur handle So for, uh, for most of the 10-year journey of, of menu log, it's been all about the digitization and support of restaurants that do their own delivery. Um, so the vast majority of restaurants uh, that, that the vast majority of deliveries that happen around us, so we do about 1.3 million deliveries a month um, all around us, um, happen through, through the restaurants themselves. Um, and that's a really great way to do it very cost effectively and to be able to provide that truly nationwide scale. Um, however, we are growing further in our capabilities for being able to provide delivery solutions to our restaurant partners, um, both through through our own solutions as well as through other partnership models. Um, there's so many new new players in the third-party logistics space. Um, it really makes sense to use. Um, it, it's it's a very hot space at the moment, and nobody's fully got it right yet. Um, so we look to partner with um, with the businesses that are running the best operations that have the best technology in order to provide um, a cost-effective um, and, and really good customer experience in, in that uh, delivery journey as well. But a lot of what we invest our technology in is uh, providing technology solutions to our restaurant partners to help them to do delivery better as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we would provide them you know, in the future with uh, free driver tracking apps and, f- and free tablets in their, in their place of business in order to be able to manage their delivery business better as, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you're right when you say that it's a hot space. I can think of like at least three or four other yeah, yeah, yeah. global prov- players in this space that mm, have, have mm, popped up. Many local startups as well, and so many, yeah, yeah, lots going well. on. Yes, yeah. So is that a challenge for the business to to take that on? Do you see that as a competitive pressure? Uh, no, I, I think for, for us, we're fortunate to have, you know, a very large, very stable, very profitable core business that we invest in heavily. Um, and that allows us to, to have the headroom to be able to investigate um, and invest into other, other solutions, whether they be technology solutions or logistic solutions. Um, but we're quite fortunate to be in the position of um, 
having you know having a really robust platform to build on top of and to take the time to find the right partners to provide the right solution uh, what we don't want to do is run into something that bleeds money um, I'm a I'm a very big fan of you know true business leaders grow businesses profitably profitably um, and you know the idea of needing to lose billions of dollars um, in the hope that you'll come out the other side when when you have the scale it's not really the way that we want to run our business so uh, we're we're fortunate that we can invest in our own technologies in order to provide these solutions as well as you know partner with other leaders in the space um, because Menulog has for 10 years been in the business of food and in the business of supporting restaurants. Um, we are not a uh, logistics company trying to do food. We're not a taxi company trying to do food. Um, we know our area of speciality. We're looking for partners uh, in the logistics space in, in order to uh, marry those those two industries together. Mm, interesting. So hot space, as you said, to, to work in. To yeah, see yeah, yeah. It's lots be. of fun. Yeah, lots of fun. So you're here at the conference uh, this year, uh, 2017 online retailer conference in Sydney, um, to talk about driving more customers online. Yep. Um, so should we dig into that a little bit? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, it's uh, still a, a very broad topic, but uh, what, what we're going to be unpacking today um, is the concept of um, having a pure play digital business. Everyone likes talking about omni-channel and other things. Uh, the reality is uh, Menulog, our business, is a, is a digital aggregator, and we operate through the physical footprint of our, of our partners. Uh, so a portion of that is really understanding and unpacking that relationship. Um, it frustrates me when you read in the news there's these concepts of oh you know um, everybody's buying fashion online from the iconic and from ASOS and all of these brick-and-mortar retailers are going to close down or you know um, the the common media likes to portray that there's a um, there's a battle between online and offline um, which can sometimes be the case but um, the beauty of the business that that we run is we actually use the power and speed and scale of online to drive local customers towards uh, generating sales and, and growth for, for local businesses all around the country so really understanding that dynamic of how um, aggregators can work with uh, with local businesses and both of them can grow in a very synergistic fashion um, and then another really interesting part of, of the journey I've only been around for a bit over a year but obviously being an engineer and coming from a, a pure play uh, uh, digital business uh, previously um, most of my experience and my happy place is in the world of you know highly measurable digital marketing um, and I you know I, I arrived uh, in a business that spent a lot of money um, on TV and radio and all sorts of other things um, and it's been a really interesting journey to understand the nuance of how to pull together the correct uh, media mix in order to um, continue to very aggressively scale a very large, very broad-based uh, business um, and understanding the, the different attributes and, and components. So um, I, I thought I would end up spending more money in SEM and, and that type of thing. And in reality, um, we're actually spending notably less than, than uh, we were uh, in, in some of those pure, uh, pure digital and search channels and far more in, um, in real grassroots local area marketing. Um, and a lot of uh, marketing and collateral for our restaurant partners in particular. Um, if you think about it, we have nine and a half thousand advocates um, on every street corner around the country. 
Um, and if we if we can put our dollars into um, creating assets for them, co-branded merchandise, um, providing them with higher quality delivery equipment. We're in the process of shipping out, uh, I think 25,000 uh, heat bags all around the country. So they're menu log branded, they're co-branded with the restaurant and the customer is happier because the, the food is is arriving. Um, heat bags? Uh, yeah, so insulated bags oh, in, right. in order for the uh, for yes. the couriers to, to carry the food. So um, that that's a simple way, um, you know, quite often many businesses would put that in the kind of logistics department or procurement department or something like that but that is run 100% by our marketing team because we see this as a way of investing in our partners but also providing a huge amount of ongoing um, uh, brand awareness in in the local areas in which we operate and that's that's our challenge when you are um, a big national business and you're an online only business, how do you give a local feel? Um, it's great to know that we have nine and a half thousand restaurants, but customers only care about the hundred that are around them. Um, and they only, you know, it's all, what, what is many, yeah, local five. Yeah, what is, what is many look done for me recently? And um, having that local branding, heroing our, our local restaurant, um, doing lots of great work through through PR and, and earned media to get huge scale um, as as well. Um, it's how to execute across across the country uh, with it with the local feel is the really interesting journey that we've gone on. So um, over the past month or two, we've launched um, quite a large uh, national brand campaign uh, headed up by uh, Jeff Goldblum, the famous American actor, um, which is all messaging around um, this fundamental thing of the fact that only 20% of orders are, are ordered online at the moment. Our biggest competitor is the telephone, um, and it's educating customers all around the country um, as to you know the benefits of, of ordering online and ordering through the app in particular. Um, and then we've flowed that all the way through into you know literally every every street around the country. Um, and so our sales and marketing teams, rather than operating um, it, you know as a few individuals dotted around the country in each city, um, they actually spend most of their time these days uh, traveling um, traveling as a group. Um, so. Uh, just just last week, I was in Adelaide for the whole week uh, with a team of 15 of us. We were all in Adelaide for 10 days. Um, and during that period of time, we could visit our top 250 existing partners and, uh, you know, brand them up and support them and, um, and help them. And uh, at the same time, sign up about 50 new restaurants as, as well. So hopefully the, for the people of Adelaide, they'll be able to notice a difference um, after after that week or two and hopefully we'll manage to get to every major city around the country but um, we, we call these uh, engagements uh, local activations um, which is kind of a technical term I guess but um, the areas in which we've, we've got to so far this year are growing uh, about 58% faster than the areas that we haven't got to so that's, um, so that's really really measurable yeah. um, in you know engaging supply engaging demand so we go in brand up our existing supply add new supply um, support our restaurant partners and then follow that so the phasing has to be exactly right as well but the sales teams will move in and then about a month later the marketing teams will move in uh, sponsor some local events uh, do some local area marketing good old-fashioned flyer drops through people's um, letterboxes um, you know few bus wraps in in the city that we might be potentially some local radio um, and the really interesting challenge is how do we um, how do we do that at scale you know mm. it's it's uh, one thing to make 
one TV ad and push the button to send it all around the country. It's really quite um, another exercise to be able to ca- create customized uh, creative and content for every every suburb around the country. We don't look at it from a, from a city perspective. Uh, we use all of the um, the Australian Bureau of Statistics um, kind of areas. So we break it all the way down to like these very, very minute statistical areas. Um, and we know the nuances of each area and, and how to cater for them best. Mm. I love the idea of what you were just talking about. Like you must have like a SWAT team that yeah, kind of focuses, yeah, yeah. you know, has concentrated focus for a period of time to really get leverage um, into that space and really move the needle there. Yeah. How do you maintain the, re- the quality of that relationship once, you know, the SWAT team goes somewhere else? Um, yeah, so we have uh, still our sales teams are, um, you know, we have a few people based in, in every major city around the country. So they all have a home base. Many of them have families that they need to spend time with as well. Um, so we do have, uh, you know, account management capability on the ground in, in, in every major city. Uh, but we also have a, a large central support team um, here, here in Sydney that can support over, over the phone. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting balance to find the right amount of support and interaction. Um, but generally, you know, once we've gone in there and really done a, a thorough account review and, and provide a lot of support, we find that um, most business owners are more than happy with uh, touching base every six months or so. It's not like you need to be there in every every few weeks to, to make any changes. Um, and if there is any ad hoc requirements, they, they just call in and, and we can help them centrally. So coming from from completely different industries to landing mm. in this one, and you said you've been there a year now, what's been one of the most surprising things that you've discovered about this particular industry and its nuance in terms of generating traffic and driving more people online? Uh, yeah, I think there's many things. Um, that some of the fundamentals are, you know, it, it's it's a marketplace. It's, it doesn't really matter what you what you're selling. It's about matching that supply and demand correctly. Um, so many of those are are, are very fundamental. Uh, but I've really enjoyed expanding my own capabilities and understandings in some of that. A brand media is something that I, I hadn't um, had done before, and I, I must admit, when I first joined, and I, you know, it's my responsibility as the managing director to s- sit down and have a look at the PNL. The first time, the first day I sat down, I was like, "There's no way we're spending that many millions of dollars on, on TV," um, and I'm kind of having to to eat my words a, a little bit there. Um, if it's if it's executed correctly, it can be very effective. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the interesting nuance is how to. Um, how to really crack and improve some of the the technology components around the logistics side of, of the business as well. That's what I'm really excited about. Is um, you know we've we've got a very strong foundation. It's it's about continuing to evolve on top of that in terms of uh, you know step one is to give customers lots of choice, uh, which we we've ticked that box. Uh, the flip side of that is we now need to start curating that choice much better because customers ask for more choice until they realize that it's too much and um, too, too overbearing. Uh, so we're putting lots of work into um, you know, sorting, filtering, personalization, curation, suggestion engines, and, and that type of thing. Um, and then much more, um, how do we provide a, a more seamless 
uh, delivery experience, both in terms of the visibility, so the, the understanding and constant updates of of uh, how your order is tracking, um, as well as some of the, the physical logistics components are the things that we're uh, thinking about most and most excited about for, for the future. But um, we often talk about, um, you know, amazing other e-commerce businesses that do, you know, next day delivery is, you know, cutting edge. Um, but the reality is our space of, um, you know, fully prepared hot food delivery um, is pretty much the fa- <laughs> the fastest expected delivery time of, of any industry. Maybe um, maybe if, you, if, if it's your job to transport port organs around or something like that, there's more time pressure. But I think realistically, they even have people, a 24-hour time frame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, people, um, you know, when people order their food, they want it there in between 20 and 40 minutes. So um, there's quite a lot that needs to go on behind the scenes to, to make that all happen. Um, and on a... You know, on a on a Friday night, we're doing about sixty or seventy thousand deliveries in a two-hour window. So there's uh, really quite a lot that that needs to that needs to happen in a short space of of time. Yeah, that's phenomenal, isn't yeah. it? When you think about that, everyone's eating out or eating in on, yeah, on yeah, Friday yeah. night, but then yeah. no one's cooking. No one's cooking on Friday. <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah. Um, so I'm imagining that um, mobile is you know is the be all and end all for for the business now in terms of interfacing. Yeah, so um, it's uh, it's certainly the the vast majority of transactions are now through mobile. More than seventy percent of of transactions um, certainly didn't start out that way ten years ago when Menulog was founded. But um, we, I think that's both a, a push and pull phenomenon. Uh, we are investing further and further uh, in the mobile functionality, um, as well as just a real uh, pool of of customer. That, that's what customers use all, all day long. Um, and it does provide it, it does drive the, the growth of the whole industry because it provides new use cases and new opportunities in in order to be able to to order food online so um you know i will order a, a coffee um from you know from the car on my on my way to work so that it's ready for me that i can just pick it up when i get uh, when i get to the bottom of the of the lift or um you know many people we can actually see um, you know, you can see real-world things happening in the digital space. Lots of people will be ordering in the bus on the way home, knowing that it's going to be there in time and that type of thing. So, uh, mobile certainly does uh, provide a whole new uh, spectrum of, of of opportunities for uh, for customer value and and for growth of our business. What do you think one of the next phases of innovation might be in your in your industry? Um, I think I started to touch on on some of them, but um, you know I think m- many marketplaces are thinking more and more about how to uh, how to take some of the thinking out of the uh, out of the selection process. So how do we move more towards uh, uh, suggestive um, su- suggestion engines and, and solutions? There, um, our parent company Just Eat has already done a, a lot of stuff, which we look forward to launching hopefully through the course of last year of meeting customers wherever they are so um, integrating with Xbox you can imagine people you know sitting there um, playing games on their on their couch and being able to order their food from that integrations with um, with Apple TV integrations with Amazon Alexa to be able to have a conversation about what you feel like eating tonight and and be able to order in in that fashion um, I think those are all really inter- interesting components that um, will primarily focus on two use cases one that scenario of I don't know what I want and I would like some 
you know, I would like a virtual assistant to help me what I'm I feel like. I'm too hangry to know what yeah. I want. Just somebody um, give me something. Yeah, so I think the one is to kind of have that, try something new and have somebody help me to, to decide uh, on something that I, that I want. Because um, most people, when you ask them, they all say, oh, I love trying new things. But in reality, when they get home after work, they order the same like pad thai every time because it's their go-to thing. And it's too hard to think You've about. You've been to my house. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that kind of suggestion and, and choice and variety, I think will be great for the health of our ecosystem, great for the growth of our, of our restaurants. The other is really just making it even simpler to do those repeat transactions so uh, we're not we're all still going to be creatures of habit in one way or another um, so to literally you know we're proud of the fact that we have a two-tapped reorder but sooner or later you don't want to have to tap anything right you just want to be able to say order the usual or, or something like that or just know, like reoccurring every Friday night yeah, at six yeah, o'clock yeah. I need these two pizzas yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks yeah. very much you know? yeah I mean it's <laughs> all the building blocks are already there, right? You could literally set something up to say, yeah, um, I want two pizzas when it, when I get home every Friday. Um, and you could, uh, you could geolocate that to know, or, you know, your phone could be, could let the system know that you're on, on your way and the, the rough amount of time it's going to take before you get home and, and place the order then and there, rather than knowing for sure that I want the order at 6 p.m., just say, Hey, I, I want it there when I get home, and yeah. and whether you get on the bus at 5 p.m. or 8 p.m., it it would be able to tell you that. So, um, it it sounds uh, fancy, fanciful, but uh, yeah, as I said, all the building blocks are, are there. So, um, I guess it will be exciting times times ahead. Fantastic. Now you're spending some time here at Online Retailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been I've been here through the day, spending some time uh, in the Leaders Summit as well, sponsored by uh, Nora, and uh, yeah, a- attending some of the some of the sessions. Yeah. Why do you think things like this event are important for the industry? Um, I think it's from a from a few factors, right? One, you've got the you've got the expo where um, I think for small and medium sized uh, e commerce businesses that are looking for service providers, it's a good opportunity to be able to meet and and explore. Um, I think some of the keynote sessions are really good opportunities for uh, for business leaders to get some external input. Um, I think most of us spend most of our lives you know fairly inwardly focused and and fairly kind of lonely in a certain sense of just you know spending time with your team thinking about your thing um so getting any external input is is really valuable um and then it's 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 all the network all the best stuff happens you know outside of the doors walking around in in the corridors um meeting up with old acquaintances or being introduced to to new ones um is is really valuable Alistair, where can people find out more about you and what you do? About me? Um, I'm, I'm not very, uh, I'm quite a self-deprecating person, so I don't have an alistairven.com or something like that. Um, I guess they can uh, check me out on, on LinkedIn and send me, send me a message there. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoy meeting with, uh, with people from all stages of, of life and uh, all different types of industries. I've been very fortunate to work in many types of industries. I, I have a great passion for, for e-commerce and online now, but um, I think one of, one of the nuances and values that I have is I can see, uh, see problems from a few different angles. Um, and I really enjoy meeting with, with people from uh, all different stages of, of their business life cycle and more than happy to catch up and, and give advice or, or share opportunities. And if they're hungry? Menulog. 
I would say menulog.com.au, but web is dying, so just download the Menulog app and uh, we'll sort you up. Fantastic. I think I need to go and grab something to eat now, <laughs> so I might just do that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alistair. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you've loved what you've heard, make sure you're subscribed at onlineretailer.com.au to be the first to know about Australia's best e-commerce events. Thank you.